Welcome to the podcast of Christine. Hopefully you're not feeling too good about your team. Welcome to the podcast of Christine. And welcome back to another season of the podcast of Prestige. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Sheaf, aka at Tingo Man. And boy, am I ready for some more football. And you know who else is ready for some more football? My wonderful, amazing guests. First off, we've got our commissioner, Matt Davenport, a.k.a. at Coach Davenport, and our da 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 2020 champion, Evan Ray, a.k.a. at Bjorn to Vape. And I apologize if I just hurt anyone's ears just then. Sorry, headphone users. Evan, my champion, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. That... Gave me all of the inspiration I needed for today. Uh, awesome, you just, awesome. You just skip past me. You're not going to let me introduce myself. Hold, hold, oh, yeah, hold, on. Hold, hold on. Hold on, Matt. I'll One of these things is not like the other, Matt. <laughs> I, I will get to you in just a second, Matt. Evan, how was the offseason with the trophy? Did you do anything fun with it? Did you take it out to a nice dinner? Oh, take man, the things winery? I did to this trophy, yeah. I could not say over a live wire. But, uh, no, it's been awesome. It's been chilling on my desk. Now it's on top of uh, one of my bourbon cabinets. Uh, it's been great looking at it, and um, it's going to be pretty sweet to have it back-to-back years with two plaques right next to each other. Mm. So I'm just sold. That would make okay. you the second player to have their name on there twice, right? Uh, Matt, how did last season go for you? What ha- yeah, second, I, second well, place, hold, actually. I, actually. First I'm loser. Gl- I'm glad you brought that up, Evan, because, uh, well, first off, to Matt and anybody else that doesn't want to hear me uh, orally fillet Evan throughout this Mm. episode, my advice to you is to win the championship yourself. Now, Matt, speaking of last year, I was looking over the championship round because I was looking for storylines and stuff to talk about, and it turns out you still have a 1% chance of winning the championship. So remember, kids, your dreams never die. They just become oh, statistically 100%. impossible. <laughs> kids know. Kids know there's still hope. Yeah, you, you live on that hope, buddy. Now, my team just fell apart in that last round. They didn't do shit, which sucks. But, you know, it happens. And, you know, what's, interesting, what's funny is that this is year six. This is year seven. And I got runner-up last year which was Evan's peak anytime, or actually was above Evan's peak anytime before this last year. So, I mean, if that's a bad season for me, then I guess I'll take it on the chin. But I'll take the two-time champion best in the league. I'll take the league best three-times championship appearance, you know, with a grain of humility and just move on. All right. Well, I'm glad you said The modesty is palpable. <laughs> the, the force modesty. Uh <laughs> So let, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, we were recording this a week after the draft. And so, of course, we have to talk about the draft. Uh, so, guys, what did you like about this draft? What did you hate about this draft? What did you think in general here? Uh, one thing I hated was Dalvin Cook falling to three. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cancerous, and I feel like you lucked out, but... Uh, that was that was the first thing I noticed. Um, also, it was very fast. It was a very fast draft this year. I think it was only like an hour and a half. Yeah, it yeah. really was. And I remember like when I first hopped into the draft room, Matt was like, so who are you, you picking third? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was like, 
And then he revealed to me that uh, Andrew is going to pick Derrick Henry, which I'm not going to lie, really threw me for a loop. Thankfully, yeah. I've done a shit ton of mocks and happened to have ones where Delvin Cook felt me. So I was prepared for this situation. But yeah, um, kind, of, kind of a spicy take on Andrew's end. I can honestly see why he did it, though. Uh, Delvin Cook has that injury history. Derrick Henry doesn't. Um, that being said, they're both really good players, and I'm, I am very, very happy to have either one. And, I mean, you can't, like, you look at the top six picks, like, you can't really go wrong with any of them because they're all safe RB1s, and that's the most valuable thing. But also, just statistically, you would expect Henry to regress based on, like, over-the-top touchdowns per carry and things like that. So it was an interesting choice, but yeah, it definitely like I definitely had some reservations. Like I didn't feel great about taking McCaffrey or Cook just because of injuries and not great offensive lines. But it has that hasn't stopped them in the past. So I think I think the first round went really good for everybody. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, like I don't want to shit on Justin's draft too much because I like a lot of stuff he did, but now I'm just like looking at it. Uh, there's some things that some people did that I would have maybe done a little bit differently, but the great thing about this is that everyone in this league knows what they're doing. And it is such a huge difference. Like I just did another draft yesterday with uh, coaches on my staff, guys who know football, but that does not mean they know fantasy football. And it's a whirlwind of a difference to try to, to see the quality of talent that slips. Mm-hmm. First of all, we have to deal with in this league, which is awesome. I love it. Uh, just speaking about Jonathan Taylor, I feel like in the first round, uh, just bringing up Jonathan Taylor reminded me of it. I feel like there were some like more riskier picks, uh, like with Justin and Jackson, uh, Jackson went Saquon, um, Justin went Jonathan Taylor and even James, uh, you know, in a standard league drafted Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver with his first overall pick, which, you know, definitely isn't a bad decision, but it is something that. Maybe not a lot of people do in standard leagues, but yeah. um, I think there's risk with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the second half of the year last year, he was fantastic, but before that, he was still pretty much in a committee, and it's pretty clear that Indy is pretty committed to getting Naeem Hines the ball, at yeah. the very least in the passing game. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a fantastic running back, but... It's, you know, just because you're a fantastic running back doesn't mean you're going to be the best for fantasy, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then Barkley, um, I, uh, apparently the news reports um, from the beat writers are that uh, they have hopes that he's going to play week one, which I think would be great for Jackson because uh, he, yeah, he is not very deep at running back, like, nope. at all. To be fair, um, no one in this league is. Uh, Kieran is. I I really like Kieran's team. Honestly, yeah, I was going to talk about his team later. I think I think there's teams with running back depth, and I don't want to, and I don't want to, you know, like just harp on my own team the whole time. But like, I have four startable running backs every week. Okay. And so does define startable. Okay, (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mixon both startable. Chase Edmonds. We gotta see. We got to see and it, he's startable every week. He gets all the passing work, That's and he's also the starting running back. And then Damian Harris, who they literally traded they, away, you, you the think, only person to compete with touches with him. You know, you're pretending that – no, that's completely false. Edmonds has James Conner also on that team. Yes, the, the 
career-injured James Conner, who looked yeah. like absolute garbage last time he was on the field. The point being, let's not pretend Edmonds is getting 25 carries a game. He's but I'm not saying that. Uh, the only statement I made was startable running backs. Yeah, I, I – I, Yes, you're gonna be able. To you literally sent me a picture of your team in your other league and had Chase Edmonds I starting. I didn't take him in the sixth round. Though. I took him like the eighth. All right. So like the thing with Edmonds is, and Harris, this goes true for both of them, right? Is that you could absolutely be correct, and those could both be great picks for you. And I definitely want to watch them week one and two and three and see how they do. But neither one of those are safe picks either. Like oh no, but they're startable. At the very least. Six to seven points a week kind of guys. Yes. Outside of the first two, pretty much three rounds, that's whenever the running backs dry up pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, So if you can get a pick, if you can get a pick in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth round where a running back where at least halfway through the year you have someone you can start, I think that's a huge win. I agree with you, which is why I took Melvin Gordon. Right. Well, I think the opposite will happen with Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I think halfway through the season, he's not going to be able to be started. <laughs> Actually, why I honestly reached for Javante when I did, because um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure with this league. You know, there are guys in this league that actually watch college football, and I wasn't yeah. sure if they'd be on the Raiders or not. And I wouldn't I mean, make sure I had yeah. him because I think he's going to take over that backfield in the second half of the season. He's I got the draft capital. Like, they he clearly, does. you know, Melvin Gordon's getting kind of old and he's been injury prone so slept on and no one likes watching melvin gordon i'm pretty sure he was a top 15 running back last year if he I was but he still wasn't fun to watch trust me yeah he was not <laughs> that was purely by volume alone by volume. yeah everyone on his team got hurt Mo- um, most boring like borderline rb1 ever mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, all right the point okay. being if we're on the who had great drafts, who had bad drafts section, um, yeah, to me, the, the ones I'm struggling with a little bit are Justin's. Because when we were talking about Taylor, like Taylor's great, and I got Taylor at pick 20 in this other draft, which that's crazy good value. So like, I'm not saying that's where he should have been taken. But when I was looking at Taylor, I didn't realize that – like I knew Hines was back. I didn't realize that Marlon Mack is also back. And Taylor would get yeah. the start, that's – two other legit backs that they're going to try to get the ball to. Mm-hmm. So for that to be your first round pick is a little rough. And then Kelsey's reliable and Hopkins is awesome. And C is going to be awesome, but he's got, I don't think he has a real RB one. I think he's got two RB twos with good upside. And that's hard to do in a standard league and be successful. Not impossible, but it's hard. Yeah. I did a lot of mock drafts and every single time that, with my second pick, I took a tight end. Uh, I always, every single time, I ended up not liking my team very much. And I think that's kind of where Justin fell into because with Kelsey falling to you in the second, like, it's pretty hard to not take him. Like, you feel like you kind of have to because of how safe of a pick he is. I mean, you're pretty much getting a wide receiver one in your tight end slot, and then he's still getting Hopkins and Lance. So it, it's hard to pass up Kelsey in the second round, but whenever, I mean, it shows because even, you know, the, the, the running back he had an option at with his third pick was like DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, like none of those players anyone really wants anyway. So especially as your second running back. So it kind of, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you that 
Justin's team I have kind of a hard time with. I will say, though, that the last three years, I mean, the championship teams have been the guys that have had top one or two tight ends. You had Waller last year, because thanks to me. Sorry. Thank you. Ah, uh, <laughs> you had Waller. And the year before that, Andrew had Kelsey. And the year before that, I had Kelsey. So we say tight ends don't matter because if you don't have one of the top three, it doesn't matter. But there's an argument in this league that having a legit tight end because everyone here is so good at maximizing their running backs, receivers, and even QBs, that the tight end can be a difference maker. So, oh, yeah. I, I I would never say that tight ends don't matter. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it happened to me in this fucking draft again where I just get carried away with, like, potential I see in picks, and I just I, – I don't get one of the, like, Waller-Kittle picks, so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going – tight end and yeah. then it comes back to bite me in the ass luckily i <laughs> traded after the draft and got a tight end that i think i can start but like yeah. i think tight ends make a huge difference if you can get one of those top three tight ends then you you instantly have a positional advantage over every single matchup every time and i think that's why you're projected the most points because mm-hmm. uh you have one of those top three tight ends and you also have christian mccaffrey that helps a lot yeah. But I think I seriously think the best draft was Kieran. Uh I think he got three stud running backs mm-hmm. and and then got uh pretty much three solid wide receivers. I think McLaurin has the potential to be a top ten wide receiver this year mm-hmm. with Fitz. Um Robert Woods is literally always safe and Brennan Ayuk is uh hopefully gonna have a good year staying healthy, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, and then he got Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round and Robert True. Tunyon, who was a solid tight end last year. Like I think Kieran's team is probably straight out of the draft the most well-rounded team. Yeah, I definitely think like if you're going to go by just the players that are drafted, Kieran has the highest chance of winning the championship. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. he he just got all that strength there and that and that upside there. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be. Um the dick here i'm sorry kieran i was gonna say kieran was actually one of my least favorite teams uh because he doesn't have much proven star power like chubb is but gibson we're projecting robinson there's now a running back by committee we're projecting he can continue with a new quarterback new offense McLaurin, Wait, who's who's the committee robinson he's got uh they His... brought in other people i'm trying to remember what their names are well, uh, they drafted a backup, and he, uh, what, it ruptured his Achilles and out for the year? Or what, was it an ankle sprain? Those are two very different things. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a lower leg injury, and he's out for the year. Yeah, it, it was, was a high was draft tra- capital rookie running back that was there to be his backup and pass catcher. He got he's a, out for the season. Was, and I don't know, you know, like I do love the three running back strategy. Like that's usually my go-to, um, so I love. I do. I agree. He has great depth. He has a ton of players who could be great, which is what you're trying to do in the draft is just maximize the kind of players you could break out. I I guess he just doesn't have a very sexy team compared to some other people that I look at and be like, yeah, uh, I really like. I like some of the combinations that people did. Like I love. Um, I actually thought. Tanner had a really good draft. Yes, I was surprised uh, by okay. his draft. Like, I'm not like he got Lamar, he got Jones, he got Jefferson, he got Kyle Pitts. 
Jackson, I think, had a good draft. Like, I know we talked about his running back depth, but he's got lots of – he's got four guys, his top four picks. Like, you're not surprised when they put up 20 points. And really, Thielen is his fifth pick, is another guy who can do that kind of stuff. Um, I like your draft, Evan, a lot. I, there wasn't a single pick until you did Edmonds Harris, which we already talked about. And I think that you're right. Those guys could be home run hits, especially for the value. But I like, like all your, all your top five players are going to be really good solid players. The guys that I looked at and I thought, I don't love what they did for their draft capital are Kieran, Anthony, because Anthony went super safe as he always does. And maybe, and that's probably me being, I always criticize Anthony's draft, and it's always pretty good because he just takes except guys. Except for last year. Pick. Except for last year, yeah. But he took guys that, you know, you think are consistent. But, like, I don't want David Montgomery and Miles Sanders on my team. I just don't because I don't trust them to actually get more than 10 points in any game. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like Anthony, more so than anyone else, played the ADP game. I feel like, yes. he, I feel like he took pretty much – Every single player at their ADP, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I mean, I still, I still think his team is solid. And he has Kamara, so he has legit star power with him and Diggs. Who, yeah. Wasn't Diggs the number one receiver last year? Uh, I don't think he was. He, he was top. One. He was like top he was five three. for sure. Yeah, he was he number was three. Okay. So, I mean, he, leg- he has legit star power. Although, Julio Jones being your second receiver kind of worries me because... Who knows? Yeah, what Julio, Julio is do. always a bit a bit sketchy yeah, yeah. to have, mm-hmm. but he also, always manages to finish great end of season. Yeah, and, but, uh, and just in this league, it's hard to it's hard to have a a team lacking star power and be successful. And besides, like not saying that he doesn't have those. I don't know. I just don't feel great about the guys that he he took. And uh, for the record, uh, Travis Etienne had a Lisp Franck injury. Uh, don't know what that is, but it's pretty serious. And then I think the it's an ankle sprain, something like that. Yeah, um, but I'm not a doctor. Uh, but uh, James <laughs> Robinson, the the dudes behind him are Carlos Hyde and Dave Ongumbole. Oh yeah, that that's a running back is by committee not... if I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah, you think like Carlos Hyde is good. No, I don't think Carlos Hyde will ever carry a load. Teams love giving Carlos Hyde the ball when they have a younger, more promising back in in front of him. That's been his career for like the past five, six years. Um, So that it's half a point to Matt there, but I'm going to disagree that he's in a true community. I didn't realize realize Etienne had gotten hurt because that's what I was basing that off of. Oh yeah. I'm sure if he got hurt after our draft. Nope, he did not. Nope, nope. It was it was before like, our draft. Oh uh, well, then that I was like the <laughs> week before. I think. Yeah, you need to pay attention, bro. Yeah. You have sleeper installed on your phone. Why are you not paying attention to those alerts? Hey, I work 80 hours a week. I don't know what you want from me. No, okay. to uh, to speak to Tanner's draft really quick. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised. I thought it was a super solid draft. Um, mm-hmm. Going Aaron Jones and Najee, um, really good. Najee. Excuse me, Jesus fuck. Uh, <laughs> Najee, Najee is uh, obviously a rookie, so we don't know. He's going to get a ton of work, but um, we'll see if he actually has the talent to transfer over from college. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I feel like Tanner, uh, I feel like it would have been easy for him to play it safe as like a first-time draft, 
but I feel like he kind of did your Henny draft last year. Like he just <laughs> he just kind of went full fucking sin. Like he drafted yeah. Kyle Pitts in the fourth. He got Justin Jefferson and Lamar Jackson. Like I feel like he was just swinging for the fences. And I love it. Uh, I think it's a super solid team. Although fuck Tanner because he offered me a trade for Tony Pollard for Zeke Elliott. <laughs> Okay. So, so fuck him. Don't disguise the story. You tried to trade rape him right off the bat. I did not. Like as soon as the draft was over, you I sent him a trade to open a discussion, and he responded me responded to me with absolute disrespect. So, Tanner, oh, hold on, hold on. Fucking was, dead to what, me. What what was the 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 offer? The you know, yeah. nah, we don't have to go into that. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. We let we me, need. Let me go back. Let me find. Hey, it. we're on a time limit here. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, no, I'm we not saying before we even start. I am not saying that this was a great trade offer. I offered him a crappy trade to see if he would respond to me about the trade and get a conversation started. You could just Shocker, message him. He man. didn't. I offered him Chase Edmonds for Michael Thomas for Najee Harris. <laughs> Okay, and and before I sent that, my original trade was Joe Mixon and Michael Thomas to be sent for Najee Harris, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna send him Chase Edmonds. Maybe he responds and and says he wants Joe Mixon instead of Chase Edmonds, and I would have been fine with that. But he he just responded with absolute disrespect. Let's be clear. He sent him his sixth round pick and eighth round pick for Tanner's second round pick five minutes after the draft is over. And, and I did not expect him to accept it. And he's now <laughs> insulted that Tanner responded with a meme saying, nah, give me Tony. That was not, that was not a meme. It's a meme. Okay. We're off track. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and go into the matchups and oh, God, why did I do this to myself? Oh, Okay. All right, so I'm going so to make things organized nice and neat. I dare not let myself just talk about the matchups in a random order. I'm going in draft order, which means our first matchup is Mad versus Evan. All right, so here, here's here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to say my piece. Okay. And I'll let you each respond and just sit back and enjoy the the shit show. All right, so here are my notes. So I think Matt. I, I think we established this uh, during our draft discussion. He he pretty much has it all. He has CMC. He has a rushing quarterback, which is super valuable to have. He has an elite tight end in George Kittle. Uh, he has the 49ers defense, which, you know, as much as we want to meme about defense is not mattering. They, they do matter in this league because they are a position that you have to start. And the 49ers defense, you know, I don't see any reason why they can't be great other than the obvious where half of them get injured again. Um, and, even like his kicker is the closest thing to reliability that you can get. Evan's team has a lot of potential, but Matt's team as of right now has proof. So I'm going to pick Matt to win the first week of the, of the, uh, of the season. Uh, it feels good to be back. <laughs> back to being picked to win. <laughs> Evan, do you want to go first? You want me to go yeah. First? Yeah. Let, let's let the champ go first. Uh, okay. Um, first of all, the comment about, uh, Matt having a rushing quarterback. Uh, I I kind of disagree with. I think early on Russell Wilson was considered a rushing quarterback, but I mean last year he did have like 500 yards or something like that. But he only had two rushing touchdowns. That's where the big points come from. Big rushing that's touchdowns. That's just that's just 
progressing. The point is, no, he it's gets not. The opportunities. He gets what? the opportunities. Two touchdowns. Okay, well, shut the fuck up, Matt. This is one sided. I talk, then you talk. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna dance around. I didn't say I, that. I, I'm not gonna dance around like uh, like Christian McCaffrey isn't a locked and loaded twenty plus point player every week, especially when he gets to play against the New York Giants Jets. Um, but I think I think Matt's RB two. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think he will end up. Uh, regretting the uh, CEH pick. I think as someone who who had him, and I fucking traded the kitchen sink for uh, Clyde last year, and I fucking regretted it. Uh, I just feel like the Chiefs have way too many ways to score outside of just running it up the middle on the one-yard line. Uh, I don't think he's going to score that many touchdowns. I don't think he's going to get that many yards, personally. Uh and I think my wide receivers are just straight up better than uh, than Matt's, sure. uh, especially since he's starting Odell Beckham. Like Odell has not been good in years. He can still be a good receiver. He is not. He is never going to be a good fantasy wide receiver again. Uh, but other than that, I'm I'm extremely confident in my team. I think Calvin Ridley has as much potential to be the number one wide receiver this year out of anyone in the league. Kyler Murray, same thing, QB1, and uh, Zeke and Joe Mixon. Probably out of everyone in the league, uh, as far as the running back one and running back two, and I'm not saying this translates into touchdowns, points, or anything. I'm just saying solely uh, out of everyone in the league, my two running backs are probably guaranteed the highest workload combined. Like, Joe Mixon is going to get all the work. Zeke is going to get all the work. He's got the bag. They both got paid. Um so I think I have a ton of consistency. Um, Tyler Lockett is someone who I think is hit or miss, but obviously he can win me a week any given week. Also, something I want to clarify, uh, I, I've been looking at like the matchups and stuff, and uh, for each team, each player, it says like who they're matched up against, like Minnesota or whatever, and it ranks them. Uh, is that based off of their preseason? Yeah, because, probably. Okay, yeah, because, like, okay, I just want to be clear. So it basically means nothing. Yeah, it's meaningless. Yeah, so Kyler is going against Tennessee, which is apparently the second best defense against quarterbacks, which is absolute bullshit. But, um, Maybe it's based yeah. off last year. I, I don't – no, it, it's definitely not based off of last year. Tennessee was not the second best defense against quarterbacks. Um um, I'm not, I'm not going into this first week, super, super confident just because, uh, there are some question marks on the team, like, uh, Harris and Lockett and my tight end. Cause you're obviously going to beat me at tight end. Like I'm going to have to make up points somewhere else. Um, but I, I am, you know, confident in the rest of my team, but I do think that your so what, legitimate so star power, I I'm getting there. I think your legitimate star power. I think you are probably going to beat me this week because of CMC. Uh, mm. As well, much as much as I want to CMC. win, yeah, yeah, it's it's, and I've never had someone like CMC. Uh, Zeke is the closest person I have had, um, so it's it's just hard to go into a matchup against CMC and think that I'm going to win. Mm. 
Well, I'm still focusing on – I remember Spencer said, uh, well, you look at Matt's team, he's really just got everything. And that's, that's, that's nice to hear. You like to hear things like that. Um, so, no, I'm pretty confident this week. I always lose week one, which makes me scared. Uh, but I do want to – I want to address a couple things. First off, Evan's right. Kyler Murray scores a lot more rushing touchdowns than Wilson. The flip side of that is Wilson scores a lot more passing touchdowns than Murray. So, if you add up their – touch points from touchdowns last year Wilson had more touchdown points uh even count six points for rushing uh it's close who finished higher last year who finished higher uh I don't know but they're they're it was Kyler it was Kyler they're both pretty close QB3 to QB6 go ahead oh okay okay uh so the other point being is like I I agree there's some reason for concern about Edwards Hilaire long term but I'm more confident Edwards Hilaire than I am Joe Mixon because if you look at Joe Mixon last year he had one good game, and every other game he was dog shit. He was healthy for six games and only averaged one of four yards per carry in one of them. The other games he was trash, which is why people couldn't get rid of him fast enough last year. Like it was, I remember people t- desperately trying to shop Joe Mixon, and I don't see a reason why that would change this year. I think he's just the, it's the you get lulled in by the carries, which he's going to get, but he's not a good running back, and they're not a good rushing team. Uh, Zeke Elliott, I think, will be great. Like, I loved that pick. Um, it just hap- just so happens that this week, McCaffrey's facing a great matchup, and Zeke will not have Zach Martin, and he may not have Lael Collins, and they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. Like, I don't think Zeke is necessarily going to have a great week this week, unfortunately. Did Zach uh, Martin retire? No, he has COVID. Oh. Travis uh, Frederick's the one who retired. That's um, – gotcha. Also, for the – like – I'm not going to start Odell Beckham this week. Um, I, was, I was trying to make a trade. I said I put him in my starting lineup. I'm probably going to start uh, Kenny Galladay, but I haven't decided yet who I'm going to start. But you, You're going to want to start Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, apparently now they signed Royce Freeman, so I got to figure out if he's even worth having on my team. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Good, good luck uh, with the guy that lost his job to an undrafted free agent. Yeah, I know. That's true. So I might, not, I might just stay with Chubba and see what happens. But yeah. hopefully it never comes up. The point being, for this week, I'm not going to waste any more time. I feel confident that I have the better team this week. I think Evan does have one of the better teams uh, long-term. I know he's going to tinker with it constantly and make it even better. So I think Evan will have a successful season. I'm not here to talk shit on Evan. Uh, well, I am, but not all the time. And I just, I feel, I feel good this week. I think week one will be a positive, positive week for the Kings. All right. So let's move on to our second matchup then. It's uh, Andrew versus Justin. And let me get their team pulled up here real quick. Teams plural. Mm-hmm. All right. So Again. last year, Andrew got screwed by injuries, uh, particularly by CMC. Uh, but things actually look really bright for his team this season. Uh, once we've had a couple of games to see how the 49ers backfield shakes out, Justin could also have a really good team. Uh, but for this week, uh, Andrew has a lot more sure things going for him. He's got Mahomes and Henry on. T- Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's got Mahomes and Henry. Sorry, I thought I was looking at the wrong team. So instead of just having one player that can carry his team, he's got two uh players that could carry him. Not that he's going to need them because it's pretty good roster. The only thing that's kind of sketchy for his team is his tight end situation. I believe in Fant a lot as a as a player, but I mean with the 
way the Broncos off offense is going to be this season, I don't see them getting a whole lot of valuable volume um, or even, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how the targets shake out. Um, so I'm going to uh, regardless pick Andrew and I think he's going to win by more than 10 points. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with Andrew too, uh, just based off the sure things like their flex matchup is pretty one-sided. Uh, the Justin has the tight end advantage, obviously. At the end of the day, I think Tampa Bay and Dallas will be a shootout, which will help both teams. But I think uh, at the end of everything, I think Andrew's team will just be a little bit more consistent, a little bit well, edge. I think Justin has a great chance, but I would place my bets on Andrew. Uh. Uh, this one is kind of tough, but I, I think if I were to play it safe, I would pick Andrew, um, to win. Also the Pat Mahomes thing, I, I don't really understand the paying up for him. I mean, not to get sidetracked, but since like 2018, obviously was fan fucking tastic. But since then he's like, he's just been a top five quarterback. That's it. And Anyway, I digress. But he's the uh, only one that you know is going to be a top five quarterback. Like, I mean, no not way. really, because he got hurt. La- he got hurt two years ago in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen. So I'm in. So like, well, it's still possible. I'm talking about health stuff aside, though, because obviously anyone can get hurt. But when he's in the game, when he's playing, like he, you know, he's going to put up top five fantasy numbers on a regular basis. We look at the other guys. I feel like there's a handful of quarterbacks that are that way. Well, there there are who I you know would put in that category, but like Kyler Murray, we don't like. I'm we're all confident in it, but we don't know that for sure because it's Kyler. Murray. I would bet you a hundred dollars he finishes as a top five QB barring injury. The point I, him I also, and Josh Allen. I think part of it is Mahomes has a higher floor from week to week. Like he doesn't really have bad weeks. Like. Uh, traditional quarterbacks do like he doesn't really I'm trying to think of times other than games where he's gotten injured where he scored less than 10 even like 12 points so I think you know he's just a really 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 safe pick kind of like why you pick Kelsey like normally you can just wait on tight end and kind of get the same thing but Kelsey's special and it's kind of a similar argument there I think in this Mm -hmm. league you could you know you can maybe wait another round to draft Mahomes. Although, I mean, because wasn't he picked by auto drafted pe- auto drafting people uh, in past seasons? Uh, uh, no. Uh, what's no, his name? Okay. Anthony took him with his first overall pick. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I thought he was auto auto drafting, and it turns out he wasn't. So anyway, never, I, pick, I pick Andrew. I pick Andrew as well. And Evan, right. I agree with you as far as should you wait to the third round in this league? Yeah, I'm with you. Like yeah, I would, I would, I would, I will probably never draft uh, a quarterback in the second round. I, I was going to take him at the turn if he was there. Yes. But that was the earliest I would be willing to take probably a guy. Yeah. All right. So next matchup is easy for me to talk about. It's me versus Tanner. And boy, howdy, does Tanner have a scary team, uh, assuming Kyle Pitts works out. Uh, but I think he's going to have a bit of time adjusting to the NFL, maybe not as much as uh, most tight ends will need. He is a generational talent, after all. Uh, on top of that, Lamar is playing Vegas, who hasn't really seemed to make defense a priority, let alone a part of the team. 
Um, <laughs> that could potentially change. They, I believe they have a new defensive coordinator this season. Um, that being said, I feel really comfortable with the matchups that my top guys are going up against. So I'm going to pick myself to win, if narrowly. Mm. Matt? This is a good matchup. Um, I'm looking at it, and God, my computer's sucking right now. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think Lamar will have a monster first week against Las Vegas. I think Aaron Jones and could have a really good first game, but I think Dalvin Cook will have a better one. Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans. Yeah, these are just like the, the both of y'all's strengths, I feel like are strengths for the other team, especially this week. And so at the end of the day, like even, you know, like normally I would say Gus Edwards is a better player than Ronald Jones, especially with the, the offenses they're on. But Ronald Jones gets to face the tissue paper Dallas defense, and I'm not confident that he won't break off a big run or something like that. I don't know. I think if I if I have to choose, then I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with cousin Spencer. versus brother. I'm going to go with Spencer just because I feel like Dalvin Cook is going to have a huge game. Nice, uh, mm-hmm. but it's again, it's close. Yeah, uh, it, this is so hard to pick winners because I feel like regardless of I, I just feel like everyone actually has a good team. And yeah. that's just because everyone is good at drafting and knows what they're doing in this league. Um, so it's so hard to, like, pick who's going to win because everyone I feel like everyone just has such a good team. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Tanner here. I think uh, I think Aaron Jones and Najee. Uh, combined will probably be a better play than Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously better than both of his running backs, but I feel like Chris Carson, uh, I think he's good running back. Sometimes he's weak in fantasy, but uh, I think Jones and Harris combined will be better than Cook and Carson. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Tanner plus Lamar Jackson uh, is probably going to have a better game than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Yes. If if I lose this week, it'll, it'll definitely be because of that, and also because of Chris Carson. Yeah. All right. So our next matchup, we got Anthony versus Jackson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you already get a pick him. Jeez. Uh, well, um, I'm actually uh, picking Anthony to win this one because reports out of New York are either that Saquon is basically questionable for week one or he's going to be eased in so he's not going to get a full load of work to begin with um on top of that uh even though uh jackson has josh josh allen uh anthony's starting stefan diggs so if stefan diggs has a big game um that will reduce the impact a bit of of anthony's touchdowns but he's still going to get that two-point advantage. Um, and I also think Diggs could get the yardage to overcome that anyways. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this to Anthony. Yeah. I, I, okay. Sorry. You go, Evan. I, I agree with you. I'm going to give it to Anthony this week solely because the uh, week one of Saquon is so up in the air. Either he won't play or he's not going to get 25 touches. Like, it's just not going to happen. And Mostert's going to get... 12 to 13 touches of course it's Mostert so he could break one off at any second but I think uh I think there is a more surefire way to victory for Anthony here a more clear path so I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Anthony 
Yeah. All right, Matt, what's your, your easy thing? No, I'm going to change my mind, actually. Because uh, I like Jackson's team better long-term, but you guys are right. Saquon is not going to do too much this week. Brady's going to tear up. He's going to get a lot of points this week. Uh, so he'll keep up with Josh Allen. Kamara, I think, will have a good game. I also don't think Devontae Adams, and I might sound stupid, but I don't think he's going to start off great. I think him and Rodgers are going to start off a little slow uh, because of the time they missed and just the fact that that whole team is a cluster right now. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I think Anthony has the edge. All right. So we'll move on to our final matchup, and it's Kieran versus James. And, you know, it's it's a real shame that Josh Jacobs' team won't just let his talent shine because I, I think he's a really good running back, and their offense would be even more scary if they would just let Jacobs run. Um, so uh, they have this. Oh, you disagree, Evan? I, I no, I, I I understand why you say that. I'm ass, I'm assuming you're talking because of the signing of Kenya Drake. Y- yeah. So I had the same initial thought uh, whenever I saw him because I love Josh Jacobs. I I have had him the past two years. Unfortunately, I didn't get him this year, but uh, he has always had a Kenyon Drake on his team. Last year it was Devonte Booker. Literally, Josh Jacobs would take the first drive. Second drive, it was all Devontae Booker. Like, legit, they just, it doesn't matter how long the drive was. If it was a, you know, 15-play, 80-yard drive that ended in a touchdown, Josh Jacobs was never on the field. Like, they just, this is what they did every single year. So, and he was still, I think he was a top 10 running back last year. And he was still a top 10 running back last year. So even like this is not something new having Kenya Drake on the team. So I think his value dropping because of that. I think he's still going to be like I think there is still going to be high return on his value. Okay, well that that is a good point. Uh, at any rate, I do think Kieran's roster. We talked a bit about this. Well, I talked about this in the draft uh, discussion, uh, but I I think Kieran actually kind of has a pretty stocked stacked roster. Um, the only issue is his RB one is Nick Chubb and James has, uh, Kareem hunt, the other half of that backfield. So, uh, that, that could potentially hurt him this week. Um, and I also think James team overall as a whole has, has a bit more upside this week. So I'm, I'm going to pick James to win this week. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I'm going to pick Kieran. Um, I, I think Washington's defense is scary their offense might suck but i think their defense is really good and so that's gonna hurt uh james twice with herbert and eckler and allen like that he is riding the LA <laughs> offense. i just noticed that holy shit he really thinks that la is gonna have a top five <laughs> if they do i mean he's set but i don't think that this will be the week where they showcase that um i think that game is gonna be more like a game in the 20s at most with first-week rust and just a lot of talent on Washington's side uh, defensively. Jacobs is facing what's a really good run defense traditionally. Uh, in Baltimore, they, they run the ball and they stop the run. That's their goal. I think Mark Andrews will do good and Tyreek Hill will do good, but I don't think that will balance out against uh, – sorry, Kieran getting three good, solid performances from his running backs. Only one of those guys to break out. None of them facing super hard – rush defenses uh and Aaron Rodgers I know I said he'll start a little slow I do think he will but I like his chances to score up the board to light up the scoreboard against New Orleans more than I like Herbert's this week yeah because Herbert has Washington and that is not a a defense to mess around with 
Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty much in agreement with you there. I think um, I think having Herbert Eckler and Allen isn't a negative this week against Washington. It is, but I think it's actually a pretty good play on James's part because Eckler is so involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Anything like that, and Justin Herbert was fucking awesome last year. So yes. anything that's going to Austin Eckler or Keenan Allen, most of the time it's going to be coming from Herbert. So I feel like on any given week, like given the matchups, James could absolutely light up the fucking scoreboard. I think this week is going to be a little difficult because of that Washington matchup, um, because of how good Washington was last year. But uh, I think that the matchups on Kieran's side are just a little more forgiving. And I think he has uh, a more, more upside with his players. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much it. Although I will say Kieran is starting Indianapolis against Seattle. So probably not a good play there, (laughs) but I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of teams this year, uh, this week one are having to start defenses against good offenses. And we're just all kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I take Kieran. I take Kieran. T- okay, Kieran. Oh, yeah, that's right. You didn't actually uh, say your prediction. All right. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, moving on to a new segment for this season. Uh, it's what I call Stud of the Week, a uh, player that, you, you know, I think is going to have a really great week. And when I'm feeling particularly bodacious, I might even predict a score for them. That'll be the case this week. Uh, and this week, I'm going with Tom Brady. And this isn't me memeing about oh. Dallas having a wet paper bag defense. Um, I honestly don't think it matters which team you put in front of the Buccaneers for this week one matchup. They just won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. You know how players always have a really good game after a family member dies or they have like a child get born in the 24 hours after? This is going to be the equivalent to that. This is going to be the dad dicking to end all dad dickings. And I think Tom Brady's going to put up 32 points this week. That is a lot. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree with you on him having a good game. Dallas's defense is never going to be good in my lifetime. I swear to God. It's just, it's never going to work out. And we're never going to draft a fucking safety. Do you, do you want, do you want the, uh, the opposite of that? Where your team has a really good defense and you keep taking defensive players even when uh, you probably shouldn't? Because uh, nah. I'm certain that you don't <laughs> want that to happen. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I would have like loved to have him. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, did, did you guys uh, pick out any studs of the week or uh, did you want to move on to uh, next uh, next part what's, of the show? What's our time limit right now? How much time we got? Uh, we've got 13 minutes. Okay. I, p- I picked one. What you got, Evan? Uh, I'm picking James Robinson. Uh, I think he's going to get the work, but he is against probably the worst team in the NFL in the Houston Texans. Uh, It's an early day game, and I feel like, you know, week one, the noon games, I feel like people are going to be like, oh, shit, it's it's like 115. I need to check the scores. And James Robinson's going to have like 130 yards and two touchdowns in the first half, and he's just going to have like, 23 points against Houston's atrocious team. Like, they're bad on both sides. So I'm going to take James Robinson. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I could, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. I'm gonna do it too for, uh, oh. I feel like either Dalvin cook or Lamar Jackson in that matchup. Wow. Hot takes. Player. Yeah, I know. Right? Holy I know. hot take. <laughs> I picked the undisputed goat, so I mean that—that's kind yeah, of yeah. But a, he's not the fantasy football goat. Tom Brady has never been a fucking like that is true locked and loaded fantasy QB one. Yeah, this is like well, the first I'm, year where I've been like, oh, I'm targeting Do- Tom Brady in my drafts. So, like, I've I've yeah. never done that before, but this year, sorry, Matt, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I forgot about this segment until you mentioned it. <laughs> so I didn't do any research. Uh, but. So just, I was just going off what I was thinking. I feel like one of these guys is going to – like only one of them, by the way. Only one of these two is going to drop about 30-plus points, and that's going to decide who wins that game. So that's my prediction. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, that like, gives me a, a lot of confidence. All right. So <laughs> we still got a little bit of time. So this is a, this is a fantasy football podcast. We need to talk about – the big game because if you say the name you'll get sued by the nfl because god forbid you know they just you know have their trademark and have that and you know make money off of it I don't the know. super bowl it'll, it'll never oh, evan <laughs> no i'll never be able to monetize this podcast damn you Fuck, uh, <laughs> but anyways uh so yeah uh i don't know if you matt i hope you remember this segment uh so we're gonna pick some uh awesome we're gonna pick some teams to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I sort of have a two for here. Obviously, you know, the Buccaneers have a really good chance to repeat because uh, they brought back literally everybody. Um, they're also the only team in the NFL to be fully vaccinated, and that is going to matter if there is an infection on that team. But can we talk I about think... the surprise of that, by the way? That shocks me. Yeah. The it's Tampa probably Bay, Tom Brady Buccaneers are the, full, the only fully vaccinated team in the NFL. Right. Bruce Arians and no nonsense. Yeah, well, and Tom Brady's probably just like, hey, you guys win another one? Like, these are the rules. Like, they probably, well, I'm not not really sure what they would have done. But anyways, I'm actually going to go with uh, sort of a more dark horse candidate, but not really a dark horse candidate because they are, um, they do have decent odds to win. But I'm going to go with the LA Rams. I'm really excited to see how Stafford does with a coach that actually knows how to run an offense. I'm excited to see what Sean McVay Sean McVay can do with the quarterback that can actually read defenses and they have their own good defense on top of that. So yeah, I, I actually uh, see the Rams going all the way this year. Well, that was going to be my pick. So give me a second, Matt, you can go ahead. <laughs> oh, shit. The Rams uh, or the Bucks? The Rams. Oh yeah. There's a lot of really good teams and like, you know, so to me when I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what team do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? You got to have a quarterback, right? You got to have a guy who is going to be able to lead your team because in the modern NFL, you can't win if you don't have a quarterback. Like Rex Grossman. Like Rex Grossman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got him close. Generational uh, QB1. But you got to have a quarterback. Uh, you got to have targets. You got to have weapons. And that really eliminates a lot of teams right off the bat that just don't have like the weapons that can score 30, 40 points a game. Um, in a given game, I guess. O-line's important. Defensively, you know, I know I'm a defensive coach, but defense, I don't really care how well you shut out people. I care how many sacks you get and how many takeaways you get. And if you give up big chunks along the way, then, you know, so be it. So uh, my prediction is the 
Dallas Cowboys. No, no, no. I am not allowing that. No. Absolutely fucking not. How? How? I knew you were going to do it, man. Oh, my God. You got a franchise running, but you got three number one receivers. Okay. You got. Not only are you insulting our listeners' intelligence, we also just killed all of their ears just now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and all the audio bars just peaked. Oh, my God. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> What's your real pick, Matt? That is my real pick. What are you talking about? Oh, my fucking God. That's been Matt's <laughs> real pick every year since 2007. Thank you know, you, you know the Thank Super Bowl you requires you to be better than other teams, right? Say what? You you know the winning the Super Bowl requires you to be better than other teams, right? Yeah, and the Cowboys are the best team in the world, so I mean, it seems pretty, right. pretty, seems pretty right. nonsense, not common sense to me. Yeah. Also, here here's a here's a fun fact: the Broncos and the Cowboys played this season, so. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that's I... gonna be a slaughter, and you fucking know it. <laughs> Hey, hey, we're, you, you we're don't hey, you don't know. about Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, please, <laughs> don't put in block. No, I I wonder if Fangio is going to be petty enough to give Sertan his first start <laughs> against you guys. Is he not Just starting? Pull, pull. Uh, no. So we've got Your first round cornerback who has yeah. a pick six in the preseason isn't starting. Yeah, no, because we got Callahan and Fuller in front of him. And I think they're just trying nope. to let him learn the system first. Uh, he's he's like third on the depth chart. Um, Callahan, Bryce Callahan, Callahan. Uh, he was with. Oh, the, that guy. Yeah, I think he was previously with the Bears. A lot of Bears players came over to play with us because they wanted to play with Fangio again. Um, they're like the B B teams, B name yeah. teams. Sort of, yeah. This, but, isn't Fuller and Nickelback? Um, to to be frank with you, I don't know NFL defenses that well to tell you yes or no on that. Um, but he is listed as a cornerback on the depth chart. Um, yeah, I'm saying when they have three receivers, which is the base of most defenses now. Yeah, and, it'll and be I think on the outside and Fuller and the inside. Yeah, I, I can't really tell you, but we also had a bunch of injuries at corner. Like we basically were starting like fifth stringers at one point uh, in the last third of the season. So I think like the coaching staff is super cautious, which is why they went with Bridgewater instead of Locke, even though Locke has more upside. Even though his floor is, uh, it's not even a floor; it's like a sinkhole. <laughs> Like a came in through the Broncos locker room. That that's where uh, the the baseline for Locks play is. It's quicksand. But, if, yeah. if he moves too fast, it just gets worse. So he, <laughs> he needs to stay just at the slowest possible movement. Yeah. So some Broncos fans were saying, "Oh, Locks looks really good this season." They uh, posted like a like a clip from a play that he did. It was a shovel pass that he made as evidence of it. And I'm like, no. If he did this in a game against starters, this would have ended in a disaster um but at so any who's, who's your pick evan oh yeah that's uh, right. right with four minutes to spare uh i dude i would love to pick the cowboys obviously i'm rooting for the cowboys uh the likelihood they actually win the super bowl i'm getting i'm the days are long man um but i i'm gonna go with uh, the Green Bay Packers after mm. my uh, pick of the Rams was taken. I think mm. Aaron Rodgers is kind of coming in. Like, dude, Aaron Rodgers has been off the cuff this offseason, just coming in and basically saying, like, yeah, I didn't want to be here. I came here. Um, I made them get my old buddy Randall Cobb back. And just I feel like he's coming in. He's like, I'm going to win you one more fucking championship, and then I'm out of here. 
and and then the Green Bay Packers are going to fall to absolute trash after that. And I and I think it would just be so awesome to see because I hate the Packers, and I would just love to see their team just crumble after yeah. a huge they, fucking victory. And and then Aaron just being like, peace. Yeah, their team needs to uh, suffer a quarterback <laughs> battle like every other franchise has had to deal with the past yeah, thirty years. Yeah, going from Brett Favre to uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't exactly fair. Mm. Not, not as lucky as Cowboys fans. We got to go from. Oh, like, don't say his name. Of all time, Tony don't Tony. say his name. Oh. Greatest quarterback of all time, Dak Prescott. It's pretty great. Oh, Tony, I would die well, for it, Tony Romo. That that's that's <laughs> cute. At any rate, I also would like to mention the Browns as another candidate. That yeah, they're I, dark horse. I would really, I would really like to see them. I I loved seeing them Come in that on. Steelers game last season. That was hilarious. Come on. I say the Steelers game is a ball card around. What? You don't you don't think the, the Browns could uh, win the Super Bowl? We no. got two minutes. I know they're better, but it's still the fucking Browns. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I don't think they can win with Baker. I, I think no. he is just not he's no. just barely not good enough. Yeah. Plus I hate Baker. So. <laughs> I mean I'm a Texas Tech fan, so my, my opinion of Baker when he got drafted wasn't high. I wanted him to suck, but he, he's impressed me. Um, I know, I know it's boring, but the Chiefs should still be one of the favorites. Yeah, they, but they should. They should be, but I'd rather, um, I'd rather do things that would require me to uh, call a helpline than than talk about that. So, <laughs> and you give Matt shit for picking the Cowboys. Well, I mean, realistically, I also think the the Bucks have a better chance, um, and, and the Rams, like, uh, because I do think defenses matter. I think the Rams on paper have a better defense than the Chiefs. But uh, at any rate, that all uh, needs to be said. Do you guys have any other uh, sleeper cans you want to mention? We got one minute. I just want to say that uh, I'm going to win everything this year, and Evan can suck my dick. Love you. And I okay. quote from Matt, and I'm not here to talk shit on Evan. <laughs> <laughs> to start the podcast off, Matt. You know what? Just for that shit, I'm going to kick your ass this week, and I'm going to feel good. Ab- I'm going to feel good about it too. I'm going to feel so fucking good whenever Joe Mixon pops off for 25 and, and Clyde <laughs> has 12 points. I will I will send you a second trophy if Joe Mixon gets 25 fucking points. Okay. Yeah, All right. Fucking deal. That's that's a bet worthy. All right. So we'll, we're running out of time. We'll have to close this out. I regret saying the thing that it's I just record. said before that. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on the podcast of Prestige. That was the podcast of Prestige. Thank you for listening, but now the show's over. Unplug your headphones. We'll see you next time.